beautiful people of Trinity. It's so lovely to be able to be with you like this. Um, we are Pastor Roshan and Pastor Liz Wickramasinghe, and we live in Sri Lanka. We have uh, several churches in and around Colombo, which is the capital. I want to thank you for your friendship. I want to thank you for praying for us, for the church, and for our nation. It's been a year like we hadn't expected at all. There have been so many challenges. I think like everybody else, we thought after COVID, we can take a, a breath and try just to catch up again. But um, we've had so many things that we've had to face. There's been um, many shortages in gas. We haven't had cooking gas. We haven't had, we've had lots of power cuts, which when you're in a hot country is not pleasant. And there's been uh, much less imports and all of that kind of thing. So actually the daily living has been a real challenge. And in the last month or so, there's been really long petrol queues where you can queue for up to three days to get half a tank of petrol. Um, and in the nation, it's been a very interesting year as the young people have realized that things aren't going according to a good plan. And they began to have very peaceful protests, which in this country is amazing because there's been civil wars, there've been uprisings, and all of them have been violent. But the young people were just meeting and speaking and saying what they wanted. There was no violence at all. Uh, and this upset the government and the, the president and the prime minister resigned, which was a good thing. Um, and they've created an interim government now who are meant to be sorting out the issues. So politically, economically, and practically in every way, it's been a challenging year. Um, but we have seen the goodness of God. Personally, in our lives as a family, we've seen the goodness of God. We've seen the grace of God. We have an electric car, which is amazing grace of God in challenging times like this. That we, when there's power, we just quickly charge it up. Um, and we've always had food and there's, we've always, we've kept the church meeting, even when not many people could come, we kept the church meetings going. Um, so there's been much grace and people in the church, we have a great unity and there's great focus um, because we know that ultimately we are, because Jesus is in us, we know that we are the light for the world and we have the truth for the world and we, we can never forget that. And I think that's one of the things that has kept us going is that in all of the turmoil, we do have the answers because Jesus is the answer. Jesus loves us and Jesus loves this nation and he has a plan for every nation and a purpose for every nation. And so we have spent much time as a church in prayer, individually, in small groups, uh, in church meetings. We've given much time to prayer, really holding back the powers of darkness because however wicked people are it's not the people it's the spirit behind the people that causes them to be wicked and so we spent much time praying for the people praying for the leadership praying for the nation and there is much that we still wait to see results um, but we know that God is the greatest God and Jesus is the Lord of heaven and the Lord of earth and so we continue to pray and uh, we value your prayers that we will have strength and wisdom. We 
um, value your prayers for the church, not just our church, but the church in Sri Lanka, that we will be united. There has been some very good united meetings this year um, and different groups of pastors coming together, that the church will be strong in the spirit and strong in the word of God so that we can together stand and, and hold back the powers of darkness that desire to come in and destroy people and destroy communities and, and destroy the finances and the stability of nations. Um, they say it's an interim government right now. We need to pray it is an interim government because since they came in, there's been lots of several abductions and killings and that has to stop. We cannot go back into what was there before civil wars or great terror or, or all of these horrible, horrible things. So uh, we need to pray that they stop and that this interim government is replaced by a government that is elected by the people. We love you dearly. We truly wish that we could be here. I know my daughter was speaking to me just the other day, we wishing she could go to New Wine and be in England in the summer. So enjoy the life that God has given you. Enjoy the blessings that you have uh, living in England as you do. We, we love you dearly and we thank you for your prayers. God bless you. Greetings to you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Roshan Vikramasinghe. First of all, I want to thank you, Trinity Church, for giving us this opportunity to share the word of God with you this Sunday. It's a real privilege and an honor. Uh, thank you also for praying for us, uh, that you have made us prayer partners over the years. And I cannot explain in words how much it means to us, how your prayers have held us strong in difficult situations and brought us victoriously. Thank you so much. Thank you for all our prayer partners. Thank you. Thank you for your heart for the nations of the world and for our nation, Sri Lanka. This morning, I want to share a few thoughts from the Bible that would encourage you. See, the word of God is so important in our lives. You know, we are going through difficult times, but the word of God gives us hope strength and courage to go on, you know, in spite of what is happening all around us in the world. We know there are many challenges and it's not going to be easy, even as we see the calendar of God unfolding with the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's going to be difficult times, there's going to be persecution, there's going to be tribulation, but thank God for the word of God one, once we know the word of God and that word of God gets into our spirits, you know, we can be confident. That word of God will give us a mindset. The Bible says the mindset of the just. That mindset will help us to live above circumstances. You know, we know we live in this world, but we do not belong to this world. Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. We live in two worlds. When you were born again, you were born into the kingdom of God. Your spirit came alive. And that is for you to live a higher life, higher life in Christ Jesus. So that, you know, whatever happens around us, even the financial uh, economies of the world, it doesn't have to affect you because you live 
according to the system of the kingdom of God. So we live above the circumstances of this world. So although we live in this world, we live above this world. We don't, we don't, we are not subject to all the, 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 the struggles that people go through in this world. But the word of God has to get inside you. This morning I want to share uh, some thoughts and I want to read from Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 is my key verse. Ephesians 5 14. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And the topic of my message is God's wake-up call. God's wake-up call. I believe there is a wake-up call all around the world today for the church, for the believers in Christ Jesus. It's time to wake up brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, because as Christians, we could live in spiritual slumber. You know, we could sleep. Uh, we could be spiritually not alive we could be spiritually asleep and even not know about it. And we would think that's all right. That's what Christianity is about. But when we read Ephesians 5, we go to verse 10. Verse 10 in Ephesians 5, it says, Find out and find out what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Next verse. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by the when light becomes visible and everything is illuminated. Everything is illumi that is illuminated becomes a light. Praise God. God wants us to be a light in this dark world, you know, in these times of upheaval. Hallelujah. So, Spiritual sleep, it is saying, wake up, O sleeper. This is speaking about spiritual sleep. You know, there are two types of sleep. Physical sleep, which is important for our bodies. You know, doctors say we need this much of sleep according to your age. But there again, your sleep is important. Your sleeping habits are important. You know, nowadays, young people have very odd sleeping habits, not like when we were young. They wake up, they stay up all night sometimes, late into the morning, you know, watching movies and, you know, all sorts of things, and they sleep during the day. I know of such people, teenagers. And they can become so lethargic and uh, aimless in their life. They, they are just drifting. So I remember one of my uncles, he was a very learned man. He used to work in a bank in London many years ago. He used to tell me, Roshan, don't love sleep. He said, don't love sleep. I still remember those words. And later on, when I became a Christian, I read from Proverbs chapter 20. I saw this scripture. He said, Proverbs 20 verse 13. He says, do not love sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. Very good advice. Hallelujah. The word of God, you know, 
encourages us not to love sleep. Sleep is good, but if you love sleep, you will be poor. This is in the, in the realm of the physical realm, but in the spirit, this is so true as well. We cannot afford to be spiritually asleep. Verse, uh, we go to another scripture, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. It says, he who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. What kind of son are you? What kind of a daughter are you in the, in the house of God? The summer is here. The coming of the Lord is so near. The harvest is ready. Jesus said, the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Are the laborers sleeping? This is the question that we can ask. You know, in the recent past, especially after COVID, we have seen the church all over the world. We, as I hear reports from all over the world, you know, people have become complacent with their Christian life. They have become complacent, lethargic, and, and careless in their spiritual day-to-day uh, -day activities, spiritual exercises, reading the Bible, praying, attending church. You know, our church attendance is so important. And after COVID, you know, I've interviewed so many people. They say many people have given up going to church or being a regular uh, churchgoer because of online, online, the online uh, method, which is great. The technology, we must use the technology. That was great when there was a lockdown. But now people are still, you know, they got addicted to online. I hope none of you are like that. And that is because of convenience. You know, the convenient Christianity is, is what the enemy wants to induce at this time. The devil does not want a Christian to be contagious, be on fire, you know, uh, going around sharing the gospel. But that is what we are called to be. We are called to be radical Christians. We are called to be Christians of these last days that are, who are not complacent, who are active, who are, you know, uh, you know, not afraid, ashamed of the gospel. Like Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Glory to God. I like that scripture. So we see that spiritual sleep is so harmful to your spiritual life. And your spiritual life governs who you are today, what kind of life you're living, what kind of victories you have, what kind of quality of life you're living as a Christian. You know, there's a, there's a life that God has given to us in Christ Jesus, and he wants us to live that life Hallelujah. You see, the, to be a Christian, you only took one step, isn't it? Being a Christian uh, is one thing, but to finish as a Christian is another. Becoming a Christian was only a single step. But to continue and to finish the race well, you have to walk. You have to walk in Christ. You have to walk in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit. And you cannot do that if you are sleeping, if you're uh, spiritually asleep. Hallelujah. Let me take you to another scripture verse. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. 
Romans chapter 30 verse 11. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Notice, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than, than we first believed. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord for us. That the hour, we are in this hour. The hour, this hour is the closest for the coming of the Lord than ever before. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Now this salvation is not about uh, our salvation being born again. You know, our salvation is in different stages. It happened when you received Christ. You were born again. You, you, you received the life of God. But then you got to that life of God that in you must be worked out. It should show out. So you're working out your salvation. And then it speaks about the final, the, the completion of salvation. That is when we stand before God one day and we give account of our lives. So that day is nearer. It is saying it is nearer than when we first believed. And this was written more than 2000, uh, about 2,000 years ago. How much more now? Christians, God's people who are living in this generation. I believe this is the last generation. That is why we need to be awake. So it says, wake up from your slumber. Wake up from your slumber. You know, what happens to people when they sleep? What happens to you when you sleep? You know, uh, I used to hear people saying, he's asleep, he's so asleep, he's dead to the world. Have you heard that saying? He's dead to the world. That means he doesn't know what is happening. He's so fast asleep, even if somebody carries him and puts him somewhere, he won't wake up. See, when you are asleep, you are not sharp, you're not alert. You know, uh, you know, you, you don't know what's happening around you. And you became careless. You become complacent. And there's kind of a false security you begin to have. So spiritual sleep also is like that. You know, you don't have that zeal, the enthusiasm that you have, that you had when you were full of the Holy Spirit. So you are... You, you have a false sense of security saying, I'm all right. You know, after all, I believe in Jesus. After all, I belong to a good church like Trinity. So there is a false uh, sense of security. There's complacency. And there is a carelessness. There's compromise. There's compromise. Hallelujah. The Bible says, when, when they were asleep, I think in Matthew 13, the parable, it speaks about the, the one who, the, the man who sowed uh, a seed. He says, when he went to sleep, the enemy, the enemy came and sowed tears. You know, so the enemy is waiting to do something when you are asleep spiritually. That is the moment that he's waiting for to come into a Christian's life, to cause him to make errors, to cause him to make 
mistakes and to cause him to get deceived, you know, deceived. Because the enemy's number one uh, trap of the enemy or his, his strategy of the enemy is to deceive. He's a deceiver. Hallelujah. Let's go to another scripture, Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21, verse 36, verse 36. This is the master himself speaking. He says, keep alert at all times, keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. I like this version, New Living Translation. Keep alert at all times. It doesn't say sometimes. See, spiritual uh, uh, awakening, you must be awake, alert, spiritually at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these things coming. See, if you are not spiritually alert, you cannot, you cannot pray. Did you hear that? If you are spiritually asleep, that is, the, that is uh, one of the things that will happen is your prayer life. Your prayer life will be so dull. You won't have a prayer life. See, you'll be bored with spiritual things. You know, church attendance, going to church will be a struggle. But when you are alert and when you are praying, you become strong. Why do you need to be strong in these last days? Because it is because of the things that are coming ahead of us. Already in many nations, it's happening. All around the world, if you are spiritually alert, you will see many strange things happening. Many strange things happening in the world today. Even the inaugural ceremony at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. You know, if you were spiritually awake, you would have noticed something. You would have noticed something. But if you were not, you would think that was a wonderful show. That was a wonderful presentation. So we are heading towards uh, in challenging times, turbulent times, where things are going to get difficult. Jesus speaking about end times here. He's saying that you might be able to escape. He doesn't want us to go through these horrible times that are coming. He wants to rescue us. And I'm not get go going into that topic right now. But let's uh, continue to read from verse 36. 36. Be always on the watch. And pray that you might be able to escape all that is about to happen. That you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Always be on the watch. You remember, you remember Jesus speaking to his disciples? It was, uh, uh, it was the three disciples. Jesus meant three disciples. Peter, James, and John. When they were at the Garden of Gethsemane, the night that he was going to be betrayed, you remember? Jesus went ahead of them and he prayed. He told them, watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. 
But we know the story how every time Jesus went to check them out, it was three times they were fast asleep. They were fast asleep physically. Why were they asleep? They were not alert. They could not sleep. They could not pray because their, their, their physical body, their flesh was wanting sleep. They were, their spirit was weakened, but their flesh was so strong. You see, that's what happened when you're spiritually uh, not awake. Your flesh, you're spiritually weak, so you cannot pray. You, can, you, you cannot meditate on the scriptures. And then you fall into the things of the flesh. You're easily, you're easy prey for the enemy. You're easy prey for the enemy to attack you. So spiritual sleep, when uh, your flesh will dominate you, when you are, when you are spiritually asleep, your flesh will dominate you. That is why we need to be spiritually awake. You see, when you're spiritually awake, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will wake you up in the night, wake you up early morning and say, pray. I want you to wake up and pray. You know, many times I'm, I'm so tuned to that voice, that inner voice that comes from the Holy Spirit. And then you're able to discern. You're able to recognize to whom to pray. You know, yesterday I, I was led, uh, just, just an example, I was led to uh, call one of my friends whom I have, not, uh, I have not met for some time. The Holy Spirit asked me to call him and to find out how he is doing. So I called him and I, I said, how are you doing? You know, is everything all right with you? He went silent. Then he said, Pastor Roshan, why did you call me? I said, I had a burden to call you. I thought it's a good thing just to call you and find out how you are. Then he began to, I could hear a silent and he was sad. He was almost crying. He said, I'm going through some tough times, Pastor. Please pray for me. Then he asked, how did you know? How did you know? Well, I, nobody told me about that. But because I was alert in the spirit, I received the message. I received the message about this brother. He was so encouraged as I prayed with him, as I gave counsel to him. And he needed my call. This is the important thing. See, we are living in a, in a realm of the spirit where we need to receive messages in the spirit and deliver them as the Lord would want us to deliver. I want to speak a little bit on Samson from the Old Testament. You know, Samson is mentioned in, the, the, in Hebrews chapter 11, in the uh, fam famous hall of pray, uh, heroes of faith. But if you read the story of Samson, you know, we see he didn't have a good ending. God used him. You know, he was chosen by God for a specific purpose. He was given supernatural ability and strength. We know the story. It's in, if you look at book, the 
Judges, the book of Judges, and we see he was wayward. He was a wayward man. You know, he was misbehaving. But somehow that he escaped, you know, three times. And here was he, he met with Delilah. The Bible says he fell in love with this girl called Delilah. And then he was spending time with this woman who was an agent of the enemy. He was an agent of the enemy. But Samson did not know. He was so confident. He was in a state of spiritually asleep. We're not going to read the whole story, but let's go to verse 19. Okay, let's go to verse 18 and then go to 19. When Delilah saw that he has told her everything, she went, sent the word to the rulers of the palace, come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with silver in their hands. Verse 19. Now look at this. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. Hallelujah. Did you notice that? I like that verse. The powerful verse there is after putting him to sleep on her lap. You know, when I read this story, I see Delilah as a type of the world, the world that we live in, the desires of the world, the flesh, the temptations. They put you to sleep spiritually. That's what happened to Samson. Delilah, he was on the lap of Delilah. And today many Christians are on the lap of this world, enjoying this world. And then without knowing the spiritual slumber, the world has the ability to put us to sleep spiritually. And catastrophic. And that's what happened verse verse 20. Then she called Samson, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He woke up from his sleep. And he thought, I'll go and put as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Wow, what a sad scripture verse that is. He did not know that the Lord has left him. He got, you know, he was so confident of the gift, the ability that God gave him. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. The anointing has left him. The grace had left him. Yeah, he became a prisoner. Verse 21, they, these, Philist, these, these Philistines, they took his eyes off. They seized him and gorged his, out his eyes and took him down to Gaza. That was the day Samson lost his vision. And many Christians today have lost their vision because, because they have been spiritually asleep. I want to finish right now and encourage you. If, you're, if this message is speaking to you, it's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to wake up. If you go back to that scripture, in Ephesians chapter 5, the scripture I started with, uh, verse 
16? Was it 16 or 14? If that is why it's a wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. What you have to do is to recognize, recognize you're not in the place that God wants you to be. Wake up. Make up your mind. It's a choice. You know, many things in life, many things in our Christian life is a choice. You've got to stop making the wrong choices and start to make the right choices to please God. Verse, verse 10, that's what it says. Make everything possible to please God. Find out what pleases the Lord. Hallelujah. That is how you wake up. And as you wake up, the light of God will shine upon you. Hallelujah. The glory of God will shine upon you. Praise God. I want to pray for each one of you here right now. I hope this message has spoken to you. And I believe that this wake-up call will help you to rise up and to be so, so much on fire for God. I feel in these last days, many will rise up and they will be preachers of the gospel as never before. You know, England, England, the United Kingdom has been a country that blessed so many nations in the world. Even our nation, it was the early missionaries who came and gave the gospel. I believe the time is coming that there's going to be a great spiritual awakening. And that's going to start from you from you, that you'll be so much on fire for the Lord. Actually, now the world is in England, all the nations. You find every nation, you know, in, in your own city, in Cheltenham, you'll find many nations already. You don't have to travel now to give the gospel to other nations. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bless every brother, sister, everyone listening to this message. I say the Holy Spirit help them to recognize where they are in the spirit. Where they are in the spirit. I bless them. I say the fire of the Holy Spirit to fall upon them. That they be so alive to God. Alive in God. They be serving God. And preaching the gospel and doing amazing things. Thank you, Father. Bless right now. I bless the Trinity Church. I bless the leaders, the clergy. The, I bless them with great wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit in everything that they do. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you once again for the great opportunity that you give. Listen me to bring the word to you. God bless.